Hi everyone. There's excitement in our house at the moment and it's uh, really because of something quite small. It's because our onions are growing. We, we planted onions probably about two weeks ago and we're, we were surprised to see them just start to sprout and now with all the rain and the warm weather they're, they're really growing. And we haven't really grown vegetables since we've, we've been here and we, we took some time to, to do some work in the garden and, and kind of organize things. And, and we just were able to make this little vegetable plot. It's not very big and we haven't got it protected in any way. Um, we, where we live is really a deer highway. So the deer are, are constantly through our, our yard heading down to, to get a drink or other food elsewhere. And they tend to eat everything. So we Google whenever we plant something, we, we, we Google or we, we read the instructions to see whether they're, they're deer resistant. And, and the, unfortunately, the deer that go through our yard, our garden, um, don't seem to read very well because they don't realize that it's resistant and they nibble away. But we found that onions, apparently, uh, the, the deer aren't interested. And so far, so good. They, they seem to be leaving them alone. So we've, we've basically planted every variety of onion possible. So we will have lots of onions come the autumn and lots of onion breath, I imagine, uh, in, the, in the, the winter to follow. Um, but we, we really just prepared an area. We, we, we dug the area over, we removed the rocks. We actually recycled soil ourselves. We, we got soil that was kind of on our hillside. So we haven't bought soil. Um, we've, we've put a little Allen block wall on the edge and, and just prepared it. It's not, it's not perfect in any means, by any means. It's the, the location is, is pretty good. It gets, it gets some sun when the sun shines and it gets the weather and everything else. There's a few trees around it. Uh, but it's not a greenhouse, it's not, it's not a perfect plot, it's not perfect ground, but they're growing. And, and that's what we're going to just touch on a little bit today. Uh, the psalm that I'm being, being given is, is Psalm 92. And I really didn't know this psalm well. I've, I have read it because I've read the psalm, psalms a number of times, but I've never spent much time looking at it. But, but I find it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful psalm, like so many, uh, really easy to read. Um, and it's and it the the title of it is it's a, a song for the Sabbath day, and as I looked into that, I, I couldn't find any reason why it would be a Sabbath psalm in in what you read. Certainly at first reading, but as I I, I studied a little bit more and tried to find out more about Psalm ninety two, it would seem to be that that the backdrop of Psalm ninety two is really the the exile of Israel. So there. They're um, being taken into captivity by the Babylonians for those 70 years. So that would be the backdrop. That would be the, you know, perhaps towards the end of that time or, or just after uh, their captivity, um, it seems like this psalm would have been penned. And, I, and, I, 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 and kind of reading between the lines and, and thinking of that history, perhaps the, the idea of it being a, a Sabbath psalm, in other words, like a, a psalm of rest, a psalm of of, of being set apart, so a psalm of being different to the other days, is perhaps that of, of being able to, to rest even in adversity. So if you think of, of when this was penned, you know, of being, being kept captive by a, a pagan people, a, a godless people in, in a godless society, um, and yet still able to find rest amidst that sort of a situation. And I don't think there's any one of us on the planet who, who hasn't or, or doesn't go through adversity. You know, each of us in, in some way or another, you know, whether it be health, whether it be circumstances, whether it be work, family, uh, maybe poor choices, whatever, there's, there's adversity that, that we find in life. That's, that's part of, of life. That's part of how it is. 
as part of being having fallen sinful nature living in a fallen world that's that's reality isn't it that we we face difficulties and as i think of of our onions that that they're not in a greenhouse they're not under heated lights they're not um we don't weed them every day they're not they're not manicured and taken care of they're in the elements they're out in the open we had that windstorm um, a week or so ago they survived the windstorm they're, they're not in perfect ground there is there's there's little rocks little stones in the ground there's there's, there's uh, weeds and seeds of, of other species in the, in the ground. There's, there's deer walking by, and yet they are, they're flourishing and they're, they're thriving amidst the adversity of life. And I remember somebody saying to me that, you know, if you want a plant to really grow, it needs to be taken out of the greenhouse. So the greenhouse is good for a while, but actually for, for a plant to really take root and grow and thrive, it needs to be in the weather, it needs to be in the elements. And I think that's the same for us as well, that, that we can find incredible growth and we can find purpose and, and perhaps Sabbath rest, even amidst adversity. So I want to read this to you, but I want you to, I want you to look for two things. The, the, the main one is look for the parallelism. So it's very common in, in Hebrew literature and particularly in the Psalms where there will be two phrases that are very much parallel to each other. So either emphasizing the first phrase um, the second phrase emphasizing the first phrase, but, but the similarities. For instance, right at the beginning, and, and every, every phrase links to, the, to the, the previous one. So it says, it, it's, this is how verse one begins. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to the Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. So we have two sets of phrases there. The first one being, it's good to praise the Lord and make music. So you have praise and music you have the Lord and Most High. So a parallelism, uh, and it, really to emphasize uh, how good it is to praise God. And then the second verse, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. So you've got morning and night, you've got love and faithfulness. To the music of the 10 stringed lyre and the melody of the harp. So you've got, you've got, you've got music and you've got melody, you've got 10 stringed lyre and you've got the harp. So do you see that parallelism? You'll find that right the way through these 15 verses. So let me read it to you first and notice the parallelism and the emphasis of, of, of what's said. And I know in these few minutes, we don't have time to totally break that down, but it's important to understand uh, the, the, the richness of, of literacy, of, of how this is written, that perhaps we don't see in English. We, do, we don't, unless you're a, a maybe a poet and can understand these things, which, which I'm not, I have to look for this and I have to uh, find it. And when I do, I think it's, it's fantastic because you see the reason why, the emphasis. So let, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll try and maybe emphasize it in my voice, but otherwise I'll just let you pick up on it. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night, to the music of the 10 stringed lyre and the melody of the harp, for you make me glad by the deeds for, for you make me glad by your deeds, O Lord, I sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord, how profound your thoughts. The senseless man does not know, fools do not understand, that though the wicked spring up like grass, and all evildoers flourish, they will be forever destroyed. But you, O Lord, are exalted forever. For, you, for surely your enemies, O Lord, surely your enemies will perish. All evildoers will be scattered. 
You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have poured upon me. My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. My ears have heard the rout of my wicked foes. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is the rock and there is no wickedness in him. So I don't know if you were able to see that. You perhaps need to to read it for yourself and just look at that parallelism. It's right the way through with one exception, uh, verse eight. And this is another part of Hebrew literacy that you have a, a chiastic structure. And it's basically like going up one side of a mountain to a peak and coming down the other. And the, the, the peak is, is sort of the main point. And verse one being at the bottom and the last verse being at the bottom on the other side, they relate to each other. The second relate to each other and so on, leading to that, that focal point. And the focal point, and it's actually, in, in the Hebrew, it's actually the word count uh, brings you to that middle phrase on both sides of, of the peak. So it's very clearly uh, the, the, the center, the focus of, of this psalm. And, th- and that's it. This is it. Verse 8. But you, O Lord, are exalted forever. And I wonder if that is the, the thought. As, as the Israelites were in captivity, facing adversity, you know, seeing, seeing in a sense the, the pagan and, and the, the, the godless flourishing. The Babylonians were flourishing. They were a, a wealthy and, a, and, a, and an affluent society. So as, as God's chosen people in captivity, in, advers- in, in a difficult situation, they're seeing the enemies in a sense flourish. And I wonder if this phrase was, was perhaps uh, needed to be said. <laughs> you needed to be reminded of amidst all that. But you, O Lord, are exalted forever. And I wonder if, if we need to bring that phrase into our lives in, in, in situations where we find ourselves, but you, O Lord. So despite this, despite that, even with all this happening around me, you, O Lord, will be exalted forever. And that's the, I think that's the, that, I would love that to be, or him, to be my focal point, even when the distractions, because we get bogged down in it, don't we? We get bogged down in all these things and we forget that the, the center point is that that the Lord will be exalted forever. So he's, in other words, he's over it all. He's, he's in charge of it all. He knows what's going on. He's the center of it all. Despite all of this, you will be exalted forever. So I think that's key that we understand that literacy and maybe the center of that Psalm. And then the other, the other phrase that I really like here that, that I think would be applicable to us, you know, as, we, as we're out of the greenhouse, most of us have, have been shunted out. We're in the elements. We're facing it every day. Um, I like this, where it says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. So there's our parallelism. We've got palm tree, we've got cedar of Lebanon, we've got flourish, and we've got grow. So it's like a double parallelism. And then verse 13, planted in the house of the Lord. And isn't that great that we can face our, our, our difficult situations and be in, 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 with all the mess going on, we could recognize that the Lord will be exalted forever despite all of this. And, and I think if, we, if our heart's desire is that we're planted in the house of the Lord, it, 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 everything else doesn't matter. Um, 
they will flourish. So it says, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age and they will stay fresh and green. And I love that. As I, as I age, my hair gets grayer, my body gets frailer, my, my joints ache more and more. I love the fact that, that, that the Lord still wants to, to nourish me. He still wants me to grow. He still wants to use me. They will still bear fruit in old age. Isn't that great to think that, that no matter what age we are, because sometimes our, our situations can be, we, we feel like we're useless. We're, we're no longer of any use. We're, we're worthless. But actually his desire is that, that, that we still bear fruit, even, even to the last minute. My, I remember my mum, she, she died during COVID at the age of 97. And when she went into a home, which she did for the last couple of years, years of her life, she said, you know what, this is my new mission field. I'm gonna share Jesus with those old folks. She was referring to people probably younger than her in their 80s. But, but she saw the fact that she was still able to bear fruit even in her old age. And she did, really right up to the, to the end. She, her, her desire was to share Christ with others. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. And I, and I love that, that promise that, uh, that as I get old, that I could still be fresh and green. The, the shell certainly doesn't look fresh and green. It looks old and withered. But I'm, I'm thankful that, that in, in God's eyes, I'm planted in him, planted in his house, that, that I'm fresh and green. And, and I trust that the Lord would use me and I'll bear fruit for him. And then it finishes up. So remember the psalm began. So the bottom of the mountain began with, it's good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. And then it finishes up with, with proclaiming. So they were singing and praising. Now proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. So despite everything else, despite all that's going on, he will be exalted. I will remain planted in his house and, uh, and, and it's good to praise him. It's good to exalt him because he's upright, he's the rock and there's no wickedness in him. So there we go, that's Psalm 92. And I, I, even if that is no benefit to you, it's been wonderful for me to look at that Psalm that I didn't really know very well and just be reminded as, as I face life every day I'll walk out of this little recording room and, uh, and who knows what, what will be out there. But I know that, that he will be exalted despite all of that and that I'm planted in his house, that, that he wants to use me and, uh, and, and I trust bear fruit for him. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much again for your word, for, for this little psalm tucked away in the, in the middle of the Bible. I thank you for the reminder as we, as we face the elements of life, uh, the consequence of, of sin and the world and everything else and, and our own poor choices. Thank you that you will be exalted. Thank you that you long to, to use us, to uh, bear fruit on us, that we might bless others. And, and I thank you that you're an incredible God. In your name, amen. Have a great day.